to see them take what they've learned and grow and develop in their careers. Like they don't have to give back to me directly, but to see them applying it in their lives and best of all, paying it forward, um, going out to the world, applying what they learned and sharing it with other people. I think that's the best way that mentees can give back. Every epic adventure needs a treasure map, and every career journey needs a purpose and strategy. So let's take this trek together. This is your career GPS. Welcome back to Your Career GPS, the podcast designed to help teens, young adults, college students, and new grads navigate their personal career journey. I'm really excited about today's episode because it's a little bit different. And what we're going to be talking about today is all about relationships. And these are so important for young people as they start their careers and they start finding other people who are doing the work that they find inspiring and building their network. And I have so many stories, uh, personal stories and personal testimonies about how this has helped me and impacted me in my career. But I'll share just one really, really quick. Um, so early on in my career, I was um, just starting into making this transition from mental health into career development. And one of the very first people that I connected with um, was this lovely lady. And I was really, really inspired by the work that she did and her knowledge base. She was incredibly knowledgeable about a lot of the things that I was passionate about. And I just set up an informational interview with her and you know, one thing led to another and it's it's transformed over the years into this wonderful relationship in which uh, we continue to give back to each other. And one of the things that I can uh, say for all of our young people today is you just never know the, the type of relationship and how it's going to build with people um, over the course of time and how it's going to continue to give back. So definitely branch out and start meeting and connecting with people. And we're going to talk about that with our amazing, amazing guest today. So um, before I do that, uh, Cassie, uh, tell me about your particular experience with this and how it's impacted you. Yeah, I think mentorship is so powerful and I'm so excited that we're focusing on that with today's episode and similar experience to what Brad shared. I have some mentors that are just wonderful um, in my life. And the one that really stands out to me um, is actually a faculty member that I had when I was in graduate school. And it was something that I didn't know what her research interests were or really her career path was, other than the fact that she would be a faculty um, in the program that I was enrolling in. But um, we had similar interests in career development, and um, she just really allowed me to kind of follow along with her journey and invited me into a lot of the things that she was doing as a faculty member um, and continues to be someone that I talk with regularly and now collaborate with as colleagues in the field and, and all of that. So I think there's so much power that can come from mentoring and building those positive mentoring relationships. Um, so I'm really excited for our guest today, Valerie Lay. Valerie is a career development practitioner who is passionate about coaching young people along their career paths. Since 2018, Valerie has helped hundreds of young job seekers accelerate their career success with work that is aligned with their authentic selves through helping clients identify and embrace their unique skills, talents, and zones of genius. 
She's also a seasoned networker who enjoys connecting people with opportunities for growth and development. Beyond career development, Valerie helps young people transform their lives by skillfully facilitating life-changing mindset shifts with warmth and compassion, turning self-doubt into self-confidence. Valerie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much, Brad and Cassie, for the warm introduction and welcoming me to your show. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today to discuss the topic of mentorship for uh, young job seekers. Thank you. Yeah. And to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about your own personal journey that led you to your career path today? Sure. Okay. It's a bit of a long story. Uh, So originally, I never set out to become a career development practitioner. It's just something that kind of naturally organically happened. So I'm going to take you a bit back in time, um, all the way back to my high school years. So I am from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, born and raised. And I remember, you know, growing up through the public school system, we didn't have a lot of career development until maybe two years before we were supposed to graduate from high school. Uh, If there's any listeners who are Canadian, you may remember the grade 10 careers and civics class that we had to take to, you know, pass, uh, pass a course and, you know, be able to graduate from high school. So uh, that was a one class that I remember where we really dived into careers. But at that point, looking back, I feel like it really wasn't enough for us to really know what we want to do uh, once we graduated from high school. And I found myself in that situation where I didn't have a lot of career role models uh, growing up and, you know, coming from a pretty conservative Asian cultural background. uh, There are a lot of expectations on us about what careers to take. Uh, You know, the typical doctor, lawyer, engineer, pharmacist, and um, for myself, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the youth that I work with who are also first generation Canadian born is that, um, you know, our parents also, because they came here as immigrants, or in my case, my parents actually were not immigrants. They were actually refugees um, who escaped from the Vietnam War in the 1970s and 1980s. So um, that was a whole other layer, um, you know, being uh, refugees, escaping war. Uh, so we, for myself and others in my communities, like we didn't have those kind of professional networks already. Like, you know, unlike maybe people who are maybe fourth generation came born who already have a very strong professional network and just heard all about that business acumen and stuff growing up. So um, I was kind of at a loss uh, about careers, but I knew that I really admired my teachers in high school and I really enjoyed my humanities classes like English, history, social studies. So, um, and I, was inspired by my teachers. And I thought, oh, I want to become like them. I want to inspire youths and teach critical thinking and help uplift them. So, oh, I think I'm going to become a teacher. So based on my limited knowledge about what teaching is really like in teacher's college, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go to university. I'm going to study English literature and I'll figure it out along the way, which kind of never really happened. (laughs) So actually halfway through my university (laughs) degree, I, um, I actually decided to change my majors entirely to women and gender studies. And I realized social justice was really where my interests lay. And it all actually worked out uh, later on because I, um, now I work with a very diverse population. Um, So I finished my degree in six years instead of four years. And same thing happened again. Didn't really know what I want to do after university. And I think maybe a lot of your audience could be finding themselves in similar situations. You know, I didn't know career coaching Mm -hmm, was a thing while I was in university and I went to a very academic school. Uh, So I 
you know, I didn't know what I was going to do after school, but I thought, you know, I'm still young. I'll figure it out. Um, I did go on to study mm-hmm. at the Canadian College of Homeopathic Medicine afterwards because I was also interested in alternative medicine. Um, but after that, um, I was still so young. and I didn't have any mentors or guides. Um, so I just left school entirely and I just worked in the same retail job that I had since I was in university. Uh, worked and paid my way through school by working in retail, uh, worked in sales, did very well in sales, made top 25 in North America, was in the presence club. But I knew I wanted to make a move on, uh, but I just didn't know to what. And I felt really stuck. And I didn't have anyone like Brad or Cassie or a mentor to help guide me. <laughs> uh, and I wish I had. Um, however, you know, I think all the experiences that we go through in life kind of lead us to where we are now. And um, now I'm in a position where I'm mm-hmm. like, talking to youth who were where I was and I can really relate to the experience because that's where I found myself. And there was another experience that uh, was the um, kind of before and after for me a couple years into, Mm -hmm. um, you know, being out of university, I decided to go to South Korea and teach English. I wanted to make a move on in life anyway. I always wanted to travel, always wanted to teach. Although I had never taught or lived abroad before, even lived away from my home or family, I knew it would be an amazing experience to help me grow personally and professionally. And it was. Um, So I was in Busan, South Korea for two years. And it was an amazing growth-filled experience. However, it was also extremely grueling. I was extremely burned out. (laughs) And um, at the end of two years, I decided enough was enough and it was time for me to move on. So after two years there, I decided to come back to Toronto, um, but not without first exploring uh, Asia. However, a home situation brought me back. I had found out that my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, and he and I were pretty close. I found out that he was in palliative state and last stages of prostate cancer. So I hurried home and I was by his side until he passed away a month later. And then I was left with trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. Um, Sorry, like I said, it's a long story. But fast forward, I came back. It was very difficult (laughs) because I didn't know what I wanted to do next. And I was exhausted, burned out. And then seeing other people glow up and their careers was difficult. And that leads me to the next story. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'll pause a little bit so that uh, you can jump in and ask more questions. Well, I really, really appreciate all of the different elements of that. And uh, I think the word that you used in there was layers. There was a lot of different layers that sort of led you to, to traveling the road that you've traveled. And, uh, you know, I really, really appreciate that because it it helps people kind of see that there are going to be all of these, these factors that go into your career decision-making, you know, having parents that were refugees, you know, that, that sort of impacts their psychology and what they want for you and their influence of you, your experiences in school, you know, being able to, to take the classes that you, you have taken, um, experiencing and having exposure to certain things that opens you up to new ideas. And so all of those things factor in, but the one thing that you kind of realized along the way that was missing was these relationships, was having solid mentors to kind of help guide you. That was sort of that critical piece that was missing all along. 
now in your work, you have the opportunity to fill that void for other people. And I think that that's amazing. So can you speak a little bit more about your work now and, and how you're able to be able to provide that for, uh, for other young people uh, in a way that you didn't get? Sure. Thank you so much, Brad. Um, so I'm going to land the plane with that story because the next half of that really leads to what I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, once I got back from living abroad, it took me literally like one year to recover. I was exhausted and I knew I wanted to make a move on and I knew I had to work again. However, um, being in the exhausted state I was, I knew I needed to have a little bit of time in between to rest and recalibrate and recover so I could move on to the next chapter. And I think every major experience that we go through in life um, needs we need a little bit of time for us to integrate what we just learned and move forward. Um, so that's exactly what I did. And it literally took me a year to recover. And um, I knew I wanted to get out there again. And I knew that I didn't just want a job. I wanted a career. So that's when mentorship comes into the picture. So I started mm-hmm. to talk to coaches, mentors, network. And that led me to um, meeting an amazing um nonprofit agency that at the time I didn't know would become my future employer and career. I decided to take a chance and attend a youth networking um, event. And that's where I met this agency. And I decided to sign up for their services as a client. And I became a uh, client of theirs, seeing an amazing employment advisor who helped me connect the dots. And they suggested I join this youth networking program. And I joined, I met amazing uh, mentors who helped you know, show me that the career path is nonlinear. And that made me feel a lot better about mine Mm -hmm. uh, because I had lots of layers, as you mentioned, and really enjoyed what I was doing. Um, And I even had the opportunity to work at that agency. So um, I started to um, work at the agency as a peer worker, and I started to coach other youth about networking, the benefits. And that led to me um, deciding, you know, I really like what I'm doing. And I decided to pursue a career in career development. So that led me to becoming the career development practitioner I am today, um, helping youth. <laughs> uh, so what I do now is I work with youth from the ages of 18 to 29 from diverse backgrounds. Um, I help them with developing their career confidence by, you know, honing in and recognizing that they do have amazing gifts and talents. They may not have seen it themselves, just like I was when I was in that position of uh, trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. And um, I love helping connect them with amazing mentoring opportunities. That's great. I think that whole concept of career confidence is so important for us to be talking about and really helping other people and ourselves recognize some of those unique strengths and talents that we have. So I would love if you could expand on that a little bit more, Valerie, in talking about how you help young people build up that confidence with their career and confidence in finding network, uh, finding mentors and connecting with their network and all of that as part of your work. Thank you. So uh, since 2018, uh, with a little bit of time in between, I have been facilitating a youth mentoring and networking program um, at nonprofit agencies. And this program, um, especially within this past year's with the with the pandemic, uh, with it going remote, I've been facilitating weekly mentor led events and I help. Um, there's two layers to it. So I help uh, the youth um, who are enrolled in the program. I help them 
get to know them more. I, so I do coaching. Um, I talk about the benefits of networking. Um, even before that, I ask them about their job search method, like what they have gone to, what they have done to go about their job search. And most of them have, mm-hmm. you know, that I've applied on Indeed and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then I introduce um, networking and why that's so beneficial. Um, especially when it comes to job search, because the majority of jobs are actually found not as a result of applying online, but through networking. So I facilitate uh, workshops on the benefits of networking, uh, which really is uh, coaching sessions as well. And I help connect them with amazing mentors that um, are uh, in their fields of interest, or they're also career coaches that can help them develop their careers. That is amazing. That is really, really awesome. And that's, I think what you're kind of talking about is everything that you kind of wish you had. I know I wish that I had that at that age, you know, just these opportunities to be able to get connected because a lot of times you're right. I mean, as you're going through, we get so little of this, uh, this guidance, uh, particularly in our, our high school years and, um, and adolescence of really what to do and how to start in, the process of engaging our career development from a, a young age. And so because we're not getting that, there's a serious deficiency as we're going through university down the road. And now you're in an opportunity to be able to bridge that gap for them. And I think that that's fantastic. So in your work, you know, what kind of, what kind of positives have you been able to see? How, how have you been able to kind of see these advantages that that you're providing for these young individuals you know what's the what's the growth what's the impact you know thank you so much for your question Brad uh, it's just like where do I begin yeah. I've seen such a <laughs> tremendous amazing amount of growth in the youth that I've been able to uh, work with um, from them boosting their confidence um, to becoming mentors themselves. So uh, I've worked with youth who didn't have a lot of confidence in themselves or, you know, a lot of them, you know, working in the nonprofit space with diverse populations. Um, I've worked with youth who, you know, may have gone through the criminal justice system um, to youth who, you know, are post-secondary school and postgraduate graduates. So the wide range, I think the biggest transformation that I've seen in the youth that I work with is their, um, for sure, their confidence and uh, their ability and just that drive to and motivation to go after their careers. And even it's so much more than about mentoring and networking and job search. It's really about building a person and a character. So I've seen youth who didn't know how to present themselves because they had gone through a lot of trauma um, to being able to completely turn around the way that they think and feel about themselves. And that in turn changes the way that they present themselves to the world. Um, I have worked with youth who, you know, were newcomers to Canada, who were internationally trained professionals and um, came to Canada and they had to figure out a whole new system of being just like I had uh, when I lived abroad and through uh, coaching and just talking about the benefits and, you know, how it's done here. I have seen them go from very shy and um, very apprehensive to talk to people in high up positions to naturally being able to network with confidence and that leading to them actually getting work in their fields, not just survival jobs, but actual careers and work. And now even mentoring other youth. So it's the ripple effect too that mm. is incredible. 
Yeah. I love that. Love and I think it. the the ripple effect mm-hmm. is, it's so true, right? Like both Brad and I and you have had mentors and now we're in positions mm-hmm. to to share the importance of mentoring in this whole episode. Um, so that, that ripple effect definitely is happening right now too. Um, a lot of young professionals and students that I work with and I know Brad works with kind of understand this concept of having mentors, but it's the trouble with actually finding them. Um, Could you talk a little bit about what students or young adults could do um, to find some mentors? And especially if maybe they don't either know about or have access to the types of programs that you run. So I would say one thing as a young person is to be resourceful. Uh, So You may be at a loss of where to find mentors, but uh, there are an incredible amount of resources out there at your fingertips. So uh, even on LinkedIn, uh, you can find people who are willing to help guide and mentor you. Um, I can speak to, of course, uh, my city, uh, but I think there should be many other similar organizations uh, all around the world and in the US. Uh, There's a lot of youth-specific organizations that help connect youth with amazing mentoring opportunities. Uh, For example, a lot of nonprofits, Mentor Canada, even like um, through word of mouth connections, like reach into your network. Um, I think even connecting with someone like uh, Brad or Cassie or some of your other um, guest speakers, um, that opens up a whole new world Mm -hmm. of uh, mentors, even if you're not connecting with them directly, even if you're just following them and seeing their content, for example, the amazing Diana YK Chan, um, I you can mm-hmm. receive mentorship from uh, just plugging into those networks and growing an amazing newsfeed that's just so rich in content. No, I like that. And I appreciate that. And and totally fine to to give a shout out to Canadian organizations. That's actually um, <laughs> our second highest listenership. So uh, hi to our amazing Canadian listeners. So I think one of the things that's really good to kind of step back and reflect on is really what kind of defines a, a good mentor. So our, our um, young professionals out there that really need to get connected and, and find these relationships it's helpful to know what to look for. And so how would you define a good mentor relationship and um, what kind of things do they need to be looking out for when when establishing that? Okay, good question, Brad. So uh, there are a few traits that I think really stand out when you're looking for a mentor is um, someone definitely who is compassionate, um, kind and empathetic, who can really empathize with what you're going through and who can listen very well and uh, can also help bring you from the place that you are into the place that you want to be. So um, mentors, you know, they don't have to have tons of life experience. You can even have a peer mentor, maybe someone who's around the same age, but they have that ability and the eye to see the best in you and bring that out. Um, someone who's inspiring and motivating. Uh, so someone who can, um, as I mentioned, like see the best in you, help bring that out and help you develop your confidence and your self-esteem and um, help you open up your mind. Um, I think the benefit of having a mentor is that it's so transformational and it can help you in such a short period of time get to where you want to be so much faster. I feel like it's it really accelerates the whole process. You kind of put the 
not only do you put the pedal to the metal mm-hmm. in terms of your personal development growth, but you're also doing it with premium gasoline. So um, mm-hmm. I, I would also say that, um, you know, some of the mentors that I have in my network who mentor me, I, I met them kind of haphazardly. I didn't mean to <laughs> have a mentor, but it evolved mm-hmm. into that. Yeah. So also having that openness to learn and grow. And I think people who are truly true mentors who really enjoy helping others and helping them grow and develop, they will, because they have that eye, they will see that talent. And you can meet someone who wants who will want to take you under their wing. And then all it takes is one person to change your life. Yeah. That's so true. And I think looking at those characteristics and thinking about, you know, who are the people that are already in your life who are embodying some of those characteristics, because there may be someone who's a mentor in your life right now, and you're just not thinking of them in that way. Um, And having, you know, I think this whole idea of mentorship can feel really like formal to students and young professionals, but you may already have them um, in your life. And they may also be someone who's not on the 100% like exact career path that you're on, but it's still such a really good starting point um, with this. So um, I think those characteristics were, were great. And I think the other thing that comes with mentoring, in addition to some uh, young professionals and students feeling like it is very formal, there's also a lot of conversations out there, I guess is the best way to phrase it about how, you have to give back to your mentor. And I think a lot of students that I work with and young professionals feel a lot of pressure to give back to their mentors um, and aren't really sure about what that means. So can you talk a little bit about how mentees can give back and what that may look like, especially for students who are just starting out and young professionals who are just starting out? Great question, Cassie. Um, Just to reiterate that point, um, oftentimes when we're talking about like networking, uh, you know, people mention add value, add value. And Mm -hmm. um, just to empathize with that point of young professionals um, thinking, oh, you know, I just started out. I don't have experience. Like how how can I add value? How can I give back? But there are definitely ways that you can because you are are already are a person of value. And I think a way that mentees can give back to their mentors is to be the amazing people that they are. Take what they have learned and uh, gleaned from their mentors and grow in their lives. So uh, that's the best gift that I could see as a mentor who has mentored uh, hundreds of um, uh, mentees is to see them take what they've learned and grow and develop in their careers. Like they don't have to give back to me directly, but to see them applying it in their lives and best of all, paying it forward, um, going out into the world, applying what they learned and sharing it with other people. I think that's the best way that mentees can give back. Yes, absolutely. I think that's the, um, that's one of the beautiful parts about, um, you know, having those mentors is, is their wealth of knowledge. And so it's, it's being able to kind of say, well, you're giving so much to me. Let me make sure I continue to spread it. (laughs) (laughs) And how can I, how can I disseminate that information to other people so that they can use it and grow from it? So I love that. Now on the flip side though, are there any words of caution um, that you might give young people who are trying to build their network and any things that you would maybe caution them about? 
Um, so there are a few words of caution as excited that we could all be about mentorship mm-hmm. is I think the approach is important, um, which is why I spend so much time on the buildup about networking and mentoring, um, training young people on how they can, uh, you know, pitch themselves in a very positive way to approach um, professionals or people that they want to have in their network as a potential guide or mentor is um, definitely, you know, have that authenticity, um, but also pitch it in a way that's not only authentic, but um, has a formality to it as well. Uh, especially with us being a pandemic, most of our connections are being made on LinkedIn. So just being prepared when you are connecting with people, sending, always send a personalized um, message if you want to connect, telling them, you know, a little bit about who you are, you know, do some research on them, do a little bit of professional profile stalking to, you know, learn about <laughs> what that mentor is all about. So you could speak to that in your message and yep. um, tell them what you would like to have guidance on. Like, uh, I'm looking to connect with someone in the field of career development. I see that you have 10 years of experience working with youth and program facilitation. Mm-hmm. I would love to connect with you to learn more about how you facilitated this program for hundreds of youth. So have a specific ask. That way they're more easily able to help you. Yeah, that's great advice. And I think so important that even still, I get connection requests on LinkedIn, and I can make some pretty good guesses about how or why someone is connecting with me. But when there's no note, I can't be 100% sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely make sure that you're sending those those notes when you're connecting. Valerie, it's been so nice to have you on today. And I feel like there are so many uh, good nuggets of information there for anyone who's thinking about finding a mentor or looking at their own network now and and thinking about who's already a network and just a lot of really valuable advice and insight that you've provided. So if our listeners are looking to connect with you or to find you, um, where can they find you and follow you and all of that? Thanks so much. I really appreciate being a guest on your show. It's been a pleasure. Uh, For listeners who would like to connect with me, I am available to connect with you on LinkedIn at Valerie Lay, Career Confidence Coach. I look forward to connecting with you all. Thank you so much, Valerie. It has really, really been an honor. And and I know that I took a lot from this, even though this is (laughs) a a topic that I like to promote and and, uh, practice and preach myself. It's still, there's always more to be able to, to learn. And um, I love the work that you're doing. And again, I, I can't praise it enough because that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to, to have uh, Valerie's insight on this podcast was be, because this is the work that I wish was going on mm. everywhere. Um, yes. It really needs to happen. So, so thank you for, uh, for your contributions to uh, the youth and, and what you do in your work. And um, again, uh, we want you to stay tuned. We have some amazing, amazing content lined up in the next couple of weeks. Incredible guests, incredible guests. And I cannot wait to start digging in and plucking their brains for for uh, more wisdom in terms of how you can grow in your career in the early stages. So don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Your Career GPS Podcast. Until next time, this is your career GPS and your journey awaits.